The New Science of Physical Health Imagine if you could get all the benefits of exercise by just popping a pill? It might sound like science fiction, but researchers in Florida may have engineered just that. In today's episode, you are going to learn about the work of Professor Thomas Burris and a new compound called SLUPP332. The title of our show, The New Science of Physical Health, is becoming a reality before our very eyes. In just a moment, you will join our host, Shane Stubbs. He will share a unique teaching perspective about the future of your physical health outcomes. Well, what about my surprise when I saw on October the 3rd, 2023, this brand new headline that has come into my news articles that I subscribe to. And the headline is new weight loss drug mimics exercise to burn fat. In the last episode, I covered the new weight loss drugs, Ozempic. The active ingredient in those weight loss drugs is something, and I've got to pronounce this correctly, I think it is semaglutide, the S-E-M-A-G-U-L-T-I-D-E. So anyway, I know I pronounced that correctly. What that that, um, active ingredient does is induces the feeling of fullness, and the word for that is being satiated. The feeling of being satisfied or full, and that medication suppresses appetite. And this is why it works. So it's originally designed for type 2 diabetes, but it also works for weight loss and the side effect of that drug. It helps the pancreas to produce insulin, which is how it manages type 2 diabetes. Our body, what we need insulin for is to move glucose um, through our blood sugar where we get it after we get it from food so we can use that sugar as energy. And if your body starts to not be able to process properly, then we have problems with type 2 diabetes, and that's why the drug was developed. What that active ingredient does, segmalutide, I think that's pronounced correctly, it works by mimicking the role of this natural hormone called GLP-1. It's a glucagon glucagon type of peptide, and it's normally produced in response to detecting nutrients when we eat. But the, the medication helps to mimic that particular peptide so that we can get more of it and feel more full and our stomach will empty slower. So that's what that drug that I talked about in the previous episode was all about. And if you want to go back to that episode, you'll find out more about it. But then I'm stunned. So remember the name of the title of my show is called The New Science of Physical Health. And what I do is interview professors from around the world about a particular topic and about new research. So today I reached out to Professor Thomas Burris. Now, Professor Burris has a um, PhD in molecular biophysics from Florida State University in the USA and in chemical genomics and pharmacology. That is a really fascinating area, particularly related to this article, which I'll get to in a moment about the article. So I've reached out in an email as of the recording of this particular episode to Professor um, Burris. But let me tell you a little bit about him before I tell you about the article. He's the current director of the University of Florida Genetics Institute and a professor in pharmodynamics in the College of Pharmacy. Prior to that, 
He was, what does it say here? He was an alumni endowed professor of pharmacology at the Center for Clinical Pharmacology at Washington University School of Medicine. I presume that's in Washington State in the US and at the St. Louis College of Pharmacy. He was also vice president for research at the St. Louis College of Pharmacy. Prior to joining the Center for Clinical Pharmacology, he was at the William um, Beaumont he was at William Beaumont Hospital as a professor of physiology and a chair of the Department of Pharmacology and Physiology at that University School of Medicine. Now, that's interesting because I've spent some time with a cardiologist from William Beaumont in looking at the area of cardiovascular disease and some of the latest research um, that a professor of cardiology has done from there. So they, they probably know each other. So I've reached out to, oh, in fact, I should put that in a secondary email to him. I've reached out to Professor Burris, who's now at the University of Florida, not at William Beaumont. And he's this incredible researcher who is obviously going to gain some worldwide attention in his area of chemical genomic, genomics and pharmacology. So he has this research that focuses on the area of development toward drugs that treat a range of human diseases, including things like autoimmune diseases, cancer, metabolic and cardiovascular disease, cardiovascular disease being the number one cause of sickness, disease and death. So I wanna to talk to you about this area, which I had never heard of until I basically, until I read this article, and the area of science is called exercise mimetics. Now, what exercise mimetics are, a proposed class of drugs that essentially mimic exercise, the benefits of physical activity, tri triggering a mechanism that, this is amazing, that supercharges fat metabolism and encourages lean muscle mass. Now, this is a fascinating article. So let's talk about this article. The title is A New Weight Loss Drug Mimics Exercise to Burn Fat. And it's not some kind of made up, um, you know, this is the theory in the future. This is the current work of Professor Thomas Burris, who I hope to have on the show. We'll reach out to him and, and uh, I've interviewed a lot of professors from all over the world. This would be one of the most fascinating ever in relation to our topic the new science of physical health, which has one specific goal, convert complex medical research into simple lessons that we can all use. So let's talk about this article. It's a brand new, this is what it talks about in the article that, that came across my, my phone. A brand new kind of drug tested in mice shows promising new results that could lead to the development of new weight loss drugs that mimic exercise. So to be clear, we're at the stage, according to this article, and Professor Burris, if he comes on the show, will be able to uh, tell us more about where it's up to exactly. We're up to the stage where it's being worked on through mice. So working on with mice and rodents is very typical in this area. That might sound a bit weird to people who have never heard of that before, but that's pretty typical in this area before it gets across to human uh, trials. So the new there's been a new compound developed not like the compound I just talked about in yesterday's episode with Ozempic and Monjano and uh, Wegovy, I think that's called, those three different types of weight loss drugs. This new compound has been developed and tested at the University of Florida by Professor Burris and his colleagues. It leads, this is what is amazing, leads obese mice to lose weight by convincing the body's muscles 
that they are exercising more than they really are, boosting the animal's metabolism. It also increases, this is really fascinating to me, it also increases endurance, helping mice run nearly 50% further than they could before without doing any more exercise, if that makes sense. So if they could run a kilometre without stopping or a mile without stopping, without doing any more training, they can now run one and a half miles or one and a half kilometres. That's incredible. The drug belongs to a class known as exercise mimetics, which provides some of the benefits, very interesting point there, some of the benefits of exercise without increasing physical activity. The new treatments in the early stages, as I've mentioned, of development and could one day be tested in people to treat diseases like the things that I'm so interested in, obesity, diabetes, age-related muscle loss, cardiovascular disease, metabolic disease. The four things I'm so fascinated about. The research comes as drugs like Ozempic have provided a breakthrough so far, and they're on the market, these drugs, in reducing appetite. And I talked about in yesterday's episode where that is a decision between you and your doctor. So that helps to treat metabolic diseases by reducing appetite, as we talked about at the top of the episode. But this new drug, here's the name of the compound, SLUPP332. It doesn't affect appetite or food intake, nor does it cause mice, don't know about people just yet, nor does it cause mice to exercise more. Instead, the drug boosts a natural metabolic pathway that typically responds to exercise. In effect, the drug makes the body act like it's training for a marathon, leading to increased energy expenditure and faster metabolism of fat in the body. This compound, SLU-PP332, is basically telling skeletal muscle to make the same changes you see during endurance training. That's according to Professor Thomas this from the University of Florida, who's led the research into this. When you treat mice with a drug, you see that their whole body metabolism turns to using fatty acids, which is very similar to what people use when they are fasting or exercising. And the animals, the, the mice, start to lose weight. The team of researchers at Washington University in St. Louis and St. Louis University with Burris published their findings in September the 22nd, 2023, in the Journal of Pharmacology and Experimental Therapeutics. This new drug targets, this is, the, this is how it actually works. This is what I really get fascinated about. The new drug targets a group of proteins in the body known as ERRs, which are responsible for activating some of the most important metabolic pathways in, in what we call energy gobbling tissues like muscles, the human heart, and the brain and blood vessels. The EERs are more active when people exercise, but they've been proven difficult to activate with drugs. In another paper they published back in March of this year, the researchers reported they had successfully designed SLUPP332 to boost the activity of EERs. They also observed that the compound, SLU-PP332, allowed normal weight mice to run for 70% longer. And for, this, that's incredible. And 45% further than mice not receiving the drug. That's for, for mice that were normal weight. In their latest research, the team tested the drug on obese mice. Treating the obese mice twice a day for a month caused them to gain 10 times less fat 
than untreated mice. That is mind-blowing. And lose 12% of their body weight in one month. So if you weighed 100 kilos, you would lose 12 kilos in a month. If you weighed 200 pounds, you'd lose 24 pounds in a month. Yet the mice kept eating the same amount of food and they didn't exercise anymore. They would, according to Professor Burris, they just use more energy living. So far, the drug hasn't generated any severe side effects in the mice. And the next step in developing SLUPP 332 into a drug candidate will be to refine a structure, ideally making it available as a pill instead of an injection. Then the drug would be tested for side effects of more animals before it makes the jump into human trials. Now, my understanding from reading the article and talking to different professors over the years in the in the work that I've done with the new science of physical health, these types of things can take around five years to develop if they do get developed. Well, that's pretty fascinating stuff. But what I've done so far, I'll wrap this, this, this episode up with a teaching lesson. So far, I've only introduced you to this new class of drugs, one of them in particular from this article, called exercise mimetics. The education work I want to do is convert, this is what I want to do. I want to convert complex medical research into simple lessons that we can use today. Can't use this drug today because, as I just mentioned, we're looking at somewhere around about five years before we may get this drug into human trials, and then it has to get cleared by all the relevant medical um, uh, bodies in each of the countries. So in America, it's called the FDA, Food and Drug Authority. In Australia, it's called the TGA, Therapeutics Goods, Goods Association. In each country, there is a peak medical body like that that approves or doesn't approve particular drugs that become on, come onto the market, and that's based on whether or not there's any particular danger with those drugs. So each country decides whether or not they get those drugs. England has a different um, different body. I think it's called the NHS in, in England. So, they, but what I want to do is I want to be able to help people reduce the complications associated with obesity, catastrophic cardiovascular events, diabetes, and metabolic disease today. And I do that through teaching and through education rather than, as in this case, that person, that particular Professor Burris is looking towards doing it over a long term through a pill. Now, here are two critical teaching points to convert what we've covered today, today's article about this new so-called magic exercise pill. I want to talk about physical activity causing structural. There's my two teaching points to wrap up this episode. Physical activity causes structural and functional improvements inside things like your blood vessels, heart, lungs, and cells. It does it by creating what I call, not just what I call, but my educational phrase, by what I call molecular and physiological health adaptations. In So physical activity over blocks of 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, 180 days, 360 days, creates metabolic and physiological health adaptations and improvements. Now, these adaptations are like the battery on your phone. You must, you got to recharge your phone each day, or day or so, depending on what type of phone you have, or the power runs out and it doesn't work. Molecular and physiological health adaptations are not permanent. So physical activity has got to be, at this stage, has got to be repeated in order 
to not develop a future-related health catastrophe in those four areas that I concentrate on, obesity, catastrophic cardiovascular events, diabetes, and metabolic disease. So the question would be, will this new potential new drug, SLU-PP332, cause enough changes in the structure and function of your heart, blood vessels, lungs, and cells to drive down your clinical risk from obesity, catastrophic cardiovascular events, diabetes, and metabolic disease. We're a long way from knowing the answer to those questions, at least from what I can gather five years or more from the experiments today that are going on in mice. And there's no guarantee that a drug company will pick it up and, and put all the money into investment into creating the drug anyway, because it, for them, it depends on profit. So what can we take out of today's article that drives down our risk of sickness, disease, and premature death now, not in five years' time, because that might be too late for many people. I'm going to briefly share with you two powerful and known clinical proven health adaptations from using what I call the correct dose of physical activity. If you learn about and use the correct dose of physical activity today, then you can be 100% guaranteed to create the two metabolic improvements that I'm about to describe to you. So you can do that over the next 30 days, begin to get great changes. So to be clear, there is a technology that will tell you the correct dose of physical activity for your body today. Once you learn about that technology and start using it, which I'm not going to cover here, but I'll give you the opportunity at the end of the episode to click on a link where you can learn about it. So once you start learning about and using this technology, you'll be 100% guaranteed to create these two health adaptations that I'm going to touch on. And there's many more than these two, but these two that I'm going to touch on right now and begin to develop these over the next 30 days. You don't have to wait five years to get a magic pill. And by the way, I'll just touch on one thing. The correct dose of physical activity is nowhere near as much as what you think it is or may have led to be believed. So I go into, in one of my other lessons, and I've got a link for you at the end of the show notes, about what is the correct dose of physical activity and what is the technology that's available right now that will give you certainly these two health adaptations and many more. But these two you can gain, and these are the benefit from today's episode. So the first one I want to talk about is nitric oxide. Nitric oxide is a crucial signaling molecule that plays a significant role in various physiological processes, including the regulation of blood vessel function, also known as vascular function. So one of the professors I in, uh, interviewed recently, Professor Alter Schut, is a uh, professor, a, a doctor in vascular medicine, and this was a fascinating journey. So during physical activity, during the correct dose of physical activity, the body's production and release of nitric oxide into the bloodstream are heightened. You get a release of nitric oxide into the blood vessel, which has a profound, absolutely profound impact on blood vessel walls. So here is some of the impact. When you engage in the correct dose of physical activity, whether it's recreational or whether it's planned, doesn't matter. 
your muscles require increased blood flow to deliver oxygen and nutrients and removed waste products. Nitric oxide is produced in the inner lining of blood vessels known as the endothelium tissue. So it's like a skin on the inside of your blood vessels in response to what's called the sheer stress of mechanical forces exerted on the vessel wall during exercise. So you get this increased production of nitric oxide. Nitric oxide is a vasodilator, meaning it relaxes and widens blood vessels. Really important. This vasodilation occurs as a response to the increased demand for blood flow to the working muscles during the correct dose of physical activity. So if you're out gardening, walking the dog, walking upstairs, or doing some planned physical activity at home, nitric oxide acts on the smooth muscle cells of the blood vessel walls and causes them to relax, which expands the diameter of the blood vessel. By dilating blood vessels, nitric oxide helps in reducing blood pressure. Oh, this is so important. It allows for improved blood flow, reducing the resistance to blood flow within the blood vessel walls. We call that peripheral resistance. Lowering blood pressure is essential during physical activity to ensure the muscle receives an adequate supply of oxygen and nutrients. So nitric oxide helps to optimize oxygen delivery to muscles by enhancing blood vessel dilation. You've got a bigger blood vessel, bigger pipe, and allows for an increased blood flow. That means you get more oxygen to the muscles faster, and that is so critical. Here's one that I think is of the next two parts of nitric oxide that are the most critical. Nitric oxide has a role in reducing something called arterial stiffness. Arterial stiffness is associated with catastrophic cardiovascular event, disease risk. And nitric oxide maintains the elasticity and flexibility in the artery walls. So here's what happens. You move from being 20 years old to 30 years old, a decade. Unbeknownst to you, your arteries begin to develop more stiffness, become less flexible. Then you move from 30 years of age to 40 years of age, that increases again over that decade period. Happens each year, but over that decade period happens a lot. Then you go from 40 to 50 years of age, same thing. Then from me, 50 to 60, I'm 57. Then each decade, your arteries, if you don't have enough nitric oxide in them, your arteries begin to develop more stiffness, less flexibility. That decreases your cardiovascular health and dramatically increases your risk of a catastrophic cardiovascular event. What do I mean? A heart attack or a stroke. So it reduces the correct dose of physical activity, increases nitric oxide. One of the roles, reduce arterial stiffness. Really important, which I'll get to in a minute. And then finally, nitric oxide exhibits antioxidant and in anti-inflammatory properties, helping to protect that endothelial lining of the blood vessels, the skin on the inside of the arteries, to from oxidative stress and inflammation, both which are also implicated in the development of vascular disease. Vascular disease causing things like heart attacks and strokes, the number one cause of sickness, disease, and premature death. So... That's the first positive molecular and physiological health adaptation from the correct dose of physical activity. The next one, pulse wave velocity. 
is a measure used in cardiovascular physiology, so by cardiologists, to assess the speed at which pressure or your pulse travels along the arterial vessels of the circulatory system. It's a massively important parameter to evaluate the stiffness or elasticity of your arteries, which are critical. So here's a breakdown of the term. Pulse wave is a pressure wave that propagates through the arteries with each heartbeat. So every time your heart squeezes, you get a pulse wave. So your heart ejects blood from the aorta and it sends it around the body. That wave of blood travels through the artery, arteries carrying information about the heart's pumping capacity. The velocity is the speed of which width at which the pulse wave, the blood, moves through the arterial system. The pulse wave velocity is the speed at which it moves from one point in the artery to another point, say from your heart to your fingers and to your toes, and the speed with which it returns. It's typically measured in metres per second or centimetres per second. So you go to a cardiologist. I've had this done. They put this gel on your wrist. And they put a wand on there, and that wand is connected to a machine that measures your pulse wave velocity, the distance between two points, and the time taken for it to travel. In this case, your blood. Arteries that are more elastic and compliant tend to transmit pulse wave velocity faster, resulting in a lower pulse wave velocity. So if you have stiffer arteries, you have a higher pulse wave velocity. So the more elastic you are, the longer it takes for your blood to flow through. The less elastic you are, the quicker it takes to go through, like it just drops from one point to the other. Daddy has something called clinical significance. Pulse wave velocity is this crucial marker for arterial stiffness, atherosclerosis, and the overall risk of you having a heart attack or a stroke somewhere in the future. So to wrap this all up, we may potentially have in the future a drug that mimics some of the effects of physical activity without doing the physical activity. But here's my point. What I want to do is teach people to have the correct dose of physical activity, either planned or unplanned physical activity, recreational physical activity, like going out on the beach and running around with your kids and your wife and your pet dog, which we do all the time, going out for a, a recreational swim in the pool when it's a hot summer's day, like it's about to enter to here in Australia. It's getting winter in the Northern Hemisphere, but it's cooler down here, hotter down here in the Southern Hemisphere. We had one that was nearly 100 degrees the other day, and uh, we're only here in October. It's incredible. So we have hot, hot summers in Australia. For those of you who don't have never been here and don't live here. So you've got recreational physical activity, like out gardening. You can get the release of nitric oxide doing those types of things. You can get a release of nitric oxide going down the beach and playing with your family and your pet dog running around on the beach. You can also get it from planned physical activity, doing what I do, having online fitness classes at home, which I'll do some of today. Or you can, get, or some people need motivation and they want to go outside for a push bike ride with some friends, or they want to go for a, a fast walk going up and down hills, which helps to release nitric oxide and have all those be those physiological benefits I just talked about. Or some people like to go to a class inside a gym, and they like a personal trainer. Depends what you need and what you want and how you want to set your life up as to which of those choices you make the most of. But if you want to drive down your clinical risk of obesity, catastrophic cardiovascular events, type 2 diabetes, and metabolic disease, you want to do it today. 
then the correct dose of physical activity. That's what you need to get a hold of. There is a technology available today that I've that I've worked not I haven't worked on the technology, but I certainly work at releasing it to as many people as I possibly can through this show, the new science of physical health. How do you get that technology? You've got a great way for you to do it. Okay? And all you have to do is finish this episode, then there's a link in the show notes. I'll talk about in a moment. I'll have our uh, one of our um, uh, team, uh, part of our team, explain how you can get a hold of this brand new technology that, and it is brand new, that has cl- been clinically researched to the point where we can guarantee what I just spoke about with nitric oxide and pulse wave velocity. We can get those two types of health adaptation. Can't wait for you to start doing that. Whenever you don't feel like, whenever I don't feel like doing exercise, physical activity, because you certainly get that emotionally, that mental thing of, well, I just can't be bothered today. I often think about nitric oxide and my pulse wave velocity. Two things which I don't want to get arterial stiffness. I don't want to get a poor pulse wave velocity score. And that means I put myself at risk of heart attacks and strokes by not creating these positive molecular and physiological health adaptations. That's the goal. Go out and do that. Click on the link in the notes to find out more about how this brand new release of technology that that we've got now available right now and an associated learning program with it called the Perfect Health Lesson. I'll say no more about it. You'll find out about that from one of my team members at the end of the at the end of this episode. Thanks for joining me everybody. I'm so excited to have shared this particular article with you. It's fascinating. But let's go out and create the health adaptations today for ourselves and the people that we care about and responsible for. Not wait five years or longer to get this medication that mimics the effect of exercise. All right, everybody, that's it. Back with a new article very shortly, and we'll find out something else about the new science of physical health. Bye for now. Thank you for joining us at today's episode of the new science of physical health. We hope that you have enjoyed it and will share it with others that you influence. If you are interested in the new clinically proven health technology that Shane mentioned in today's show, then please click the link in the show notes. This health technology has been validated with peer-reviewed research in medical publications. Once you click on the link we will take you to a web page called The Perfect Health Lesson, 